get back into it, eh? All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the board game at Gateway's Top 10. Uh, this is part two of a, uh, obviously, a two-part series where we went through uh, numbers 10 through 6 in part one, and now we're going to continue on and go through five through one now to... Uh, to uh, you know, close it out for the end of 2023. Um, our lists so far, let's go through them one final time before we start going. My list is Hegemony, number 10, Tigris and Euphrates, Race for the Galaxy, Ethnos and Gaia Project at number 6. Ralph's was Spartacus at number 10, Pandemic Legacy Season 1, Clank Catacombs, Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, and Ark Nova rounding out 10 through 6. Matt was Galaxy Trucker, Hansa Teutonica, Touring Machine, Microcosmos, and Tortuga 1667. Blake's was Korra, Rise of an Empire, Decrypto, June Imperium, Ceres, and Northgard Uncharted Lands. And finally, Damien, first uh, top 10 with the group. His was Bus at number 10, El Grande, Mage Knight, John Company, Second Edition, and Age of Steam. Some great list building here, but uh, you know we've got to continue building them all the way up to number one. Uh, Damien, we're going to be starting with you at number okay. five. And uh, look, let's get into it. We're in the business end. We're in the pointy end now, gentlemen, to number five. Let's hear it, starting with you. All right. Um, the only the, the last of the new games to make it to my list. I only played it for the first time this year. Immediately went and spent far too much money on the game. Don't regret it for a second. Arkham Horror LCG. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Best storytelling in any game I've ever played. Um, I've played multiple campaigns now. I've played one shots. I've played different characters. Building the decks are a ton of fun. Massive community out there as well. Too, just awesome. Um, just so good. Like so, so, so very good. Love I, this game. You, I will. My one of my goals for twenty twenty four is to play this game because you two and uh, by you and Ralph have been talking this one up a lot and. I'm the first one to admit I'm not a huge into like the cooperative kind of card games like um, uh, Marvel Champions kind of, you know, kind of just fell off a little bit for me. But like the way that you've talked about it, it's like I really do want to give this a shot. It does sound really good. So cool. Arkham Horror LCG at number five. Ralph, we're going to come to you. Welcome to part number two. Uh, let's get started with your number five, shall we? Uh, so my one is also... I guess I, I was nicknamed the campaigner and it was mainly because of this game, uh, Gloomhaven. Mm. Um, if you can find a group that you can play this game at least monthly, like you got to do it consistently, otherwise it kind of drops down and falls flat a little bit. Yeah. But uh, if you can do that, it's a fantastic experience. Um, you're, you basically just play a character, everyone plays a different one, and maybe every two, three games you play, you level up, uh, you get new cards... And then eventually you retire, get new characters, and the whole party balance changes, and you're kind of all working it out again. And um, yeah, just it's a fantastic experience, like straight out of the box. Uh, down one position was your four game last year, but look. yeah, look down one position because obviously, like I finished the game. Um, yeah. We are playing Frosthaven. We have moved on. Frosthaven is definitely the next step up. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who hasn't played Gloomhaven. Mm, right. Definitely jump into that. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic game. I'm pretty sure it'll always be in my top ten. Wow, that's wow, be cool. Mm. But we'll have to, we'll see next year. Next year's top ten if it's there still there. Go. Who knows? All right, we're gonna come. We're gonna move across to me now. Go to my top ten. And um, my first five games were like a lot of it was new games. 
um, that I had played this year. This one is now one that I uh, is was in my top 10 last year. Um, it's come down a couple of positions, um, but this one is one of my favorite uh, pirate games that I've ever played. It is Dead Reckoning. It is such a good... Uh, it's got such a really cool uh, card crafting system. Yeah. Um, it has got such a really... It really does feel like a sandbox of how you play in it, even though it's a literally a 4x4 four four grid of islands. It, a 4x3 grid of islands. It is such a fun game. It allows you to play it in ways that you... Like, indifferent, so you want to be a, a cannon happy, yeah. you know, bounty hunter, be that pirate. You want to be a, a, a cargo runner who's who's running away, or you want to be a privateer doing the best stuff, go for it, right? It gives you those options. Um, it's just a lot of fun, um, and I so much so that I bought one of the expansions, which uh, the Letters of Marquis, which is sitting on my shelf of shame at the moment, but I'm looking forward to getting it played. Uh, it is... It's just so much fun. Like it, it, it's also it does help that the box does come with the uh, the the best insert thing that I've ever. It tells you here's all the components and here's how they go in the box. It's so good. It just makes like Blake, you love this one as well. It's just yeah. Every time we play it, like it, it's, it's so fantastic. Every time this game comes out, you find a new way to have fun in this game, and every nice. single style that you try to play, it works. Yeah, you know, everything that you can think of to try and do. It, it just works and it's um it, it yeah lends itself to so many good experiences and it's one of those games where it allows for play interaction because you all got your own ship and you know you can go out and blow each other up and you know that sounds like oh if i get my ship blown up you know that sucks but if you're in a fight it actually benefits both parties so you get the benefit of having those fights and enjoying that but it doesn't ruin someone's game by having those fights it's yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think it uh, can. for me, like a game that I have to play 2024, it's Dead Reckoning. Yeah, yeah. It can absolutely stuff someone's game yeah. up. It can stuff people's <laughs> game gotta up. you drag your sorry ass back all the way back to port <laughs> to repair your ship. The uh, question I have, though, is that if trains go beep, beep, and buses go choo, choo, what sound do boats make? Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my airplane noise. That's as good as it's going to get. And then, you know, when it, we talk about airplanes, then whatever your boat noise is, I feel like well, that's the reverse compass of it all. Here we go. All right, so Dead Reckoning comes Needs in. It. Yeah, it does. Look, it, look, uh, I'll take it back to the writer's room. We'll, we'll workshop it a bit, you know, we'll go from there. All right, that's my number five game, which is Dead Reckoning. Matt, we're going to move to you now for your number five. Uh, number five is, uh, for me, Star Wars Deck Builder. Nice. Which, once again, a new one, lots of new ones for me this year, I think, on the list. Um, but, yeah, I've brought this out a number of times. I love this one. As, as an OT fan as well, it's OT heavy. So Original trilogy. Oh, sorry. original trilogy. There you go. Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. Sorry. Matt's giving me just says behind this. No, no, it's fine. Jane would be giving you... Jane would be... Yeah, uh, Jane, Jane might not be impressed. But, would, would not be impressed. That's all right. She doesn't listen anyway, so that's <laughs> fine. You're, you're, you're safe. Have you... Have you, have you been keeping up on Fantasy Flight website? No, I have not seen oh. the Jar Jar expansions coming yeah. out. Th- All right, well, take it off my list. <laughs> <That's> just- <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, where's Isle of Cats? I'll bring it up. Was it the flying horses at the end? Pardon? Was it the, the flying horses at the end? Of, oh, no, th- don't, don't. don't <laughs> He's stricken that from the I record. I said it's OT heavy. That's, it's OT. That's all he cares about. These flying horses. You know, I really like Star Wars The Deck Builder. It was one of the, the first, um, like, one-on-one games that we played. And, and uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. It it actually feels like a really fun... Like, it's just actually a really tight back-and-forth yeah. game. Yeah. And the way that you can bounty hunt cards to stop your opponent from getting them. And yeah, it's cool. I, it, also, it, the fact that the, yeah. the actual... 
deck you have is huge. Like it, it there's a lot of replayability and it, it never it well for me it doesn't feel overwhelming. Like it's not like a lot of games where there's too many cards. You're like I can't ever find a strategy because it's it's so different every time. Yeah. Mm. yeah, But that's not the case with this one. Yeah, it was good. All right, Blake, tell us your number five. Well, this is another another new game. Um, same thing with Ralph. I don't know if this is just sort of a flavor of the month type mm. deal, but I could not stop thinking about this game after I played it, and that's um, Anno 1800. Um, this game just had so many moments where you, you're trying to craft all of these different resources, you know, mm. and, and you, you build up this entire maze in your head of you know where you're heading and then all of a sudden you find yourself you know six layers into this maze and you then trying to find work your way back okay so if i want that resource i need i need that but if i need that then i need that yeah and you start trickling back and your brain all of a sudden stops in motion (laughs) (laughs) oh no i've got myself in deep here but i love that i love that about this game it scratches that itch Mm -hmm. that puzzle itch Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of interesting interaction between the players where you can um borrow resources for you know you know that they've already uh, a producer of and you know any certain amount of players can produce certain resources and this game scratch. I feel like you have to do that, eh? Because like, there's always something you're missing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, this game is what I refer to as uh, if you like Satisfactory or Factorio, mm. the, the the video games, you will love this game. It is literally production line the board game, and it is, you know, the, you have great moments where, like in a game we played, I was the only one, pr- you know, making shirts, <laughs> so everyone needed shirts as a mid a mid-tier resource to build other things and everyone went well knee's got it i'm just gonna go take it from knee and they yep. just kept giving me gold because they everyone no one wanted to build their own shirt factory so they just kept coming to me and giving me gold for it as it provides just so some very oh, excuse the pun satisfactory sort of moments yeah. of just like oh that was good oh yeah. but no. like there was <laughs> also was fun. the funny moments of cannons where am I going to get cannons from? And then you're like, oh my God, I'm four steps away from getting cannons before I even need to worry about stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so far. But Who do I yeah. look like? Thomas Edison? <laughs> <laughs> they were classic yeah, light bulbs. What do I look like? Thomas Edison? <laughs> was a great call by Blake when we played this game. Uh, all right. So that's that's a really good pick at uh, number yeah, five. Right. Let's hear your number four, shall we? And we'll I'll work our way back. Yeah, I've got a bit of a Damien brain here. I've forgotten. Um, Oh, Dame Brain. Dame <laughs> Brain. Um, number four. Um, yeah, look, I think... I, I can't remember where it was on my list. I think it's dropped, but um, it's Twilight Imperium. Um, I've got the same same sort of thing as Ralph. You know, I've just played it a little bit too much, but it, it's still quite high on my list because I've still got the hunger for this game because I've never won. I was going to say come before. second a bunch of times and been within whiffs. <laughs> Always yeah. a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> <laughs> Always, always just pipped at the end. Matt, I think, was the most recent one. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny Matt you is say... the current galactic emperor of our group, so... Yeah. I only watched the video of our, of our diary the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I won this thing. And it was such a big day, and I was so exhausted. I still don't feel happy about it. <laughs> 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 
The stress of knowing that he could win. <laughs> yeah, like, like, so like, you're like, there have been other days where you're like, I'm not in this, or oh, whatever. And you're not stressed. But when you can win and you yeah. can <laughs> be the Ebra, you're just like, <gasps> so tense. I've only won this game once in real life. And what we did, like, we, you know, you plan out your meals for the day and things like that. And it got to like three in the afternoon. We started playing at nine, at nine in the morning. It got to three o'clock, right? So it was getting to that last round, right? Where everyone thinks there might be one or two rounds mm-hmm. left. I was one turn, like one move away from winning the game in the action phase. We got like everyone's like, let's just stop here. We'll break for lunch. But I didn't want to be that guy that goes, no, no, let me like. Yeah. And I'm like, they're gonna stop me because there was still a few turns before mine. Yeah, yeah. So we broke for lunch for like an hour and a half. We came back. I won the game. You won the game. I'm like the whole lunch. I was like, like sweating. You know, people were talking, making deals, and I'm just like, oh, they can no. hear my thoughts. They know. Yeah. <laughs> I could not. It was so tough. You like that? Uh, you like the, the the meme of King and Peel where he's just got the sweat. Yeah, <laughs> the entirety of the time. That's right. Yeah, Twilight Imperium dropping down uh, for Blake, but that's all right. Matt, we're going to come to you for your number four. Uh, number four on my list is. <laughs> it sits on my list because I spent so much money when I bought it, and I just love the theme. Even though I've, I, we barely play it, it's um, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. Oh, uh, nice. uh, as a, I, I love the lore of Warcraft, and even though I don't play that anymore as well, but that whole fantasy genre I, I've mm. always loved. So this game just has a soft spot in my heart. I want to play that again. Uh, there's, it's gone up. I mean, so, you know, it's like, it's funny how you like sometimes not playing a game or playing it can really affect it. Cause it's like, you think yeah. about the game, you're like, I like, I really do love how it tries to capture that Warcraft three mm-hmm. feel in a board game. And it is a game that we have tried playing at six. It's too much. At six. Do it at four oh, max, yeah. four max, really like three is really good Four maximum. We did it at six. I was like, Oh, way too many people. But like the way that you've got all the asymmetric different factions and how they play, mm. it's just, I really do. It really do. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm a sucker for a miniature or a lot of miniatures. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a, a classic dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. Well, that sort of game. Good. All right. We're going to move on to my, my family. Is, you know, <laughs> We're going to move into my number four game here. And um, this is a game which... <laughs> Do you mind? We're trying, trying to conduct serious business over here. Hey, we've been pretty good all night. Yeah, yeah. We've been on our best behavior. Uh, <laughs> One slight dick I joke and we go off the road. Don't sit us together. <laughs> right. every, every time. <laughs> Alright, we're going to move on to my number four game. And... Um, my number four game is a game that uh, has already been brought up on someone else's list. Um, it is Decrypto. I'm just there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is not only my one of my favorite. Wo- it is my favorite word game, but it is just such a great game. It's like it's one of those games that people like. I used to think, oh, I like code names because a code names is much simpler to teach than Decrypto. But now I'm just like, no, I'm just going to teach you Decrypto straight up because my experience with it is this is a game that we can get you sitting down and playing. And then I don't need to give you a full rules explanation. Yeah. I can just get you playing and then I can teach you as we go and then it will just click through the game. And then once it clicks, you know, chats, you know, like, yeah. chats. <laughs> once you have that, once you have those moments of those funny clues that will inevitably fail, but maybe you'll get one that sneaks you and you feel like the smartest man alive. It's like, one of yeah. the things I love about this game, which I, I didn't mention is it's, just, almost just as good as a spectator game. Yeah, oh, yeah. to watch and yeah, uh, both sides to see what each person, each of them, have struggling with it. It's fantastic. and when you when yeah. you see them put out a clue and you're sitting on the side of them, it's like, <laughs> ooh, I don't know. 
want to go with that. But also like that, that, those later rounds where you really have to think hard about your clues and if your team just get, figures it out, you're yeah. like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. You know, you're impressed with yourself yeah. and your team. Exactly. It's, it, I don't think, like, it's such a small box and such a good game and it's really hard to explain to people why it is so good. But when it clicks, it's just, uh, it, it's so good. It, yeah. All right, moving on. I could talk about it a lot more. Ralph, going to go to your number four. So my number four is a new entry to my top 10. Uh, it has been mentioned already, and that is John's Company, hmm. second edition. And here's the reason why. I can't get my wife to play Twilight Imperium, but I got Tina to play John's Company with us after a 10-minute conversation about the game. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, you have to play this. I just told her about the game, and she's like, yeah, that's cool. I'll play with you guys. And the rolling teach that this game has... Yeah, it's fantastic. ...allows for new players to join in this four-hour magnificent beast of a game. And let me tell you a moment where my wife really dicked me hard. <laughs> wow. We're getting, okay. Okay. Personal okay. Life. Talk about miniatures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no miniatures, thankfully. Uh, but... Essentially, I was the majority. <laughs> I was the majority shareholder of the company, and the company was great, and everyone was happy to make money for the company. So I was like, "Great, you know, as the majority shareholder, I'm going to win the game. Just keep quiet, and you'll win." But my wife looked at the shareholders and goes, "Guys," she looked at the other players and like, "Guys, we should tank the company. Fuck round." <laughs> she convinced the rest of the table to go fuck round. <laughs> And Ralph had a miserable time for the rest of the freaking game because well she figured out we can really cripple him here. Mm. Tank um, the company. I got greedy in the game and I paid for it, but I tried to get away with that. And just the the moment that created and how the company tanked and they I can't remember who won that game. Actually, one of my mates was like, there's a scoreboard. The score is very low. It's like zero to 20, but there's one minus one or minus two on the get, map. Get, it goes up to <laughs> minus three. And one of my mates, he goes, what's that minus score for? How do you get that? And we, we found out. He found out. <laughs> he finished the minus <laughs> I will say, I will say I've won the game on minus one. Oh, before. really? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Company tanked. I, I caused it to tank. Everyone else had shares. I didn't have any shares. Yeah, I, I completely divested. Went to workshops, yeah. Um, went to workshops and I lost the point somewhere, some law. But that was the only point I lost in the whole game. Well so the reason why it's so high is because this game can inter- can allow and welcome new players to a very different game. I yeah. don't mm. I don't know of any other game similar to this game, to be honest. And mm. it has some similarities to the feelings I get from TI with the backstab being the you're planning your turns, moves ahead and things like that. But like just the rolling nature of this, this still creates tension. Um, yeah, it's an amazing game. So that's my number four this year. Love that. All right, Damien, round us out with the end of number four, and then uh, we'll get into the medals. Uh, my number four is the space game. You guys can keep your TI. TI didn't even make it into my top 50. Eclipse, second one for the galaxy. Hands down, my favorite space game. Um, Eclipse, it's often compared to TI. It's not. It's they're, not the same they're, they're, game. They're two it very not. different games. Um, Eclipse, what what you are actually doing is you are building a ship um, or a series of ships, really. You're building out ship blueprints and you are traversing this galaxy and this galaxy reveals itself turn by turn as you explore. Um, and the goal of the game is to get the most points. Um, invariably, there'll be a point in the game where there'll be fights that will happen, fights are determined by dice, just like they are in TI. But the best thing about the game is 
every round, research gets revealed. You can customize your ships. And you customize your ships based on the research that mm-hmm. is revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you then have to basically build a strategy. You have to build out your ship. You can't build out all of your ships. You have to pick which ones you want to go with. And they will be the ships that you will build and go into battles with. There are ancients on the board that that basically these are protectors. Um, there are also guardians, which at higher player counts, they also have... Uh, they, they act as a different type of protector. Um, and beating those are typically worth a bunch of points. You can build alliances with other people. You can... Do a bunch of other things, and on top of that, every race has an asymmetric ability, which gr- which gr- grossly changes how you approach the game. Also, plays in a third of the time. Yes, plays in four hours um, instead of twelve. I've I painted up my my copy. Looks um, does look great. It's just yeah. Look, I, I love the game. Love it. I, that's one of those games that I want to play in person. I've played it online twice, and I'm like, I know I'm missing out on yeah, this good. being in person, but yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into the let's get into the top three. Bronze medal time. Number three, Damien, take us away with your number three game for twenty twenty three. I will say my top three are effectively all ones. I can't split them. I've never been able to. Um, these are three games I will play at any time. In fact, this one I did play recently. Brass but Birmingham. Um, probably the best. Economic route building Euro. I can't believe you out won there. that game. Bloody, bloody hell. It was your birth- You know what? It was your birthday. We let you win. That's why you won. Nah. It was your birthday. <laughs> I went into Operation Stop Knee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you both dicked me on Cole in the second yeah, age. Yeah. That's why I lost it. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't you taking a thousand different share, like, like sorry, uh, loans in the game that, that lost it for you. Nah. Literally, like, his, 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 his income kept doing this. That was my plan. <laughs> my plan was to have, you know, I went, instead of having an income of 17, I'm going to only have an income maximum of 10, and every time I go, I'm going to take 30, co- 30 coins. And I literally was swimming in cash in one couple of times. It was great. It's, yeah, Bryce Birmingham is great. It's one of the, it's the, it's the, it's the epitome of route building, planning, and yeah. selling. And, um, you know, this is one of those moments where, you know, you can, again, you can get really good at this game, but you can also really affect other players. Like the amount of interplay in this game, because the networks that you build in act one all go away and then you have to rebuild it. And then you have to either plan it or hope that someone helps. And you guys screwed me over big time because you both realized our knee needs coal. To be and fair. And neither of us are going to, are going to build this in. You're going to have to do it yourself. To be fair, I worked it out and I, I was going to lose by two points to yeah. Ralph. You won. No, no, I was going to lose. I could have won that game? Yeah. What did I do wrong? Um, You let him win. I built beer, and then my comment to you was, there you go, Ralph. You you can do your delivery now. (laughs) I fell for the beer. Because I didn't use it, and he was going to use it. Yeah, it's it's a great game. I I do love brass. It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's but a great one. I worked that out. Oh, wow. Well, well done. Yeah, I didn't have so, that, yeah. that oversight. All right. I wasn't that drunk. Bryce Birmingham, number, <laughs> his, his number three, but could be his number one on any given night. All right, now we move on to the number three of the man next to him. Mr. Ralph, your bronze medal. So my one um, is Mage Knight. Because nice. Mage Knight is a game where simply you're a mage, you go on an adventure, You got to, there's different scenarios, but the typical one is you go conquer a couple of cities uh, and each card has an action where you move or you can recruit units to help you fight or you can basically go battle um, mm. local orcs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the reason it's number one, uh, number three, sorry, is because it's so you can set your own challenge. You can make this game as hard as you want. You can make it a walk in the park or make it really challenging. Um, and just the car play is excellent. You know, trying to maximize your options of like you know, there's magic crystals that you can use to power up your your cards and like yeah, it's just it's a very intricate game. And I've played this game a lot over the years. No two games have been the same. No. Um, it's always fun when you get to play it with a friend as well. Yeah, and the the cool thing about it is that the map tends to dictate the cards that or yeah. the, the the type of cards you go for. So for so for instance, there's basically three different types of cards that you can add to your deck. Yep. So you've got advanced actions, you've got units that you can recruit, and then you've also got help me out, Ralph. Spells as well. Oh, sorry, artifacts. so four. So you got four of your spells and artifacts as yep. well. Oh, and wounds. <laughs> we just, won't talk about going. the wounds. It just keeps going. Um, but, so it's, it's a deck builder. But, yeah, but, yeah. but the point is that if you come across a lot of mage towers, then you're taking a lot of spells. Whereas, if, but if you come across a lot of uh, uh, monasteries or villages, yeah, you're or probably keeps. you're probably taking more or, or keeps. You're probably taking more. You're recruiting more units. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, um, if you if you're coming out, if you're coming across, let's say, dragons dens or something like that, then maybe you're taking artifacts instead. They all do different things, and they will all determine how you approach the game. Yeah, like, yeah. for instance, if you're taking spells, you're probably going to want to try and trigger them at night because you get the, the advanced, more the, get the more yeah. powerful spell ability. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of choices to be. There are a ton of choices, and the every cool, turn. and the um, one thing I really like about the game is that every time you take an advanced action card, it doesn't get shuffled into your discard pile. Yeah, it goes to the very top. You use it straight away. Your deck, so you get it very next turn. So it's like when you buy a toy at the shops. You just want to go home. Yeah, that's right. Like, (laughs) so it's cool. It it just it just changes things up. That 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 little thing not not only doesn't mean you know one of the cards that are coming out next. That could be the card that gives you an extra round for that particular. Or like you buy yeah you buy the card that you need now. Yeah, know what I mean. Like it's just. Yeah, so it's just such a great game. So, I th- again, this is one of those games where I think it's always going to be up there for me. I love that. I love it. All right, we're going to move on to mine now, number three. It's a game, again, that has been on uh, been on the list out here, um, and um, it is new to the list this year because uh, we finally got it to the table quite a bit more, and I got to play with you guys. It's Hans of Teutonica. Um, this is one of those games nice. that I kept trying to push to you guys because I loved this game when I fell when I started playing it it's just the perfect amount of uh the you know every move matters mm. and then once you play it a couple of times in the abstraction of knowing how blocking routes actually affects people there are the audible groans of someone putting down a couple of cubes and everyone is going oh why would you do and like those moments which the game is literally just putting cubes on a table, like on a board, like putting cubes in routes, and that's literally the whole game. And yet, with those very simple actions, you just get such a great game. Yeah. We talked about it already, but yeah. yeah, it's yeah, I just really enjoy it. Yeah, when, when someone blocks a route with a disc, douchebag, oh. such a douche move. I, just, I love those moments of someone going, wait a minute. Blake's going for east to west. He's trying to do it. The man man's trying to connect. It. He's trying to connect east to west. Yeah. Someone block him, right? Uh, so, yeah, I really do love I, I love think I did that the last game we played, actually. Yeah, you were pretty I, sly la- about it, too. We didn't realize mm. it was too late. The, yeah, la- the last right. game that we played, though, I took the I did the strategy where there's a specific route in the game where it's only a two. It's only too um, long. Yes, yeah. And so I took the towns on either side of it 
and just kept scoring two points every time. Everyone's like, how the hell is knee getting so many points? I'm just like, I'm just scoring, like putting two down and scoring the route and no one's noticing. So I'm just going to keep doing it until they finally notice. And I was like, oh no. So there's so many different ways you can play this game. So many different strategies. And it's just, yeah, I really do love it. That's my number three, Hansa Teutonica. Matt, with you. Um, Number three, another, another simple one. Plenty of colourful dice in That's Pretty Clever for me. That, um, yeah, I, I fell in love with that the first time we ever played it. Um, and it's, yeah, now that the, the app on the iPad I play every day trying to beat my high school. Yeah. And I have never beaten my high school. I am going to say something that Ralph is going to be very proud of, which is you need to try Hadrian's Wall, which is it literally scratches that same crossing things off list uh like, like combos the combos and stuff that gantron clever gives you except it's just it's a much heavier system, it's though. much heavier yeah. but it just tickles that exact same system that gantron clever does gantron clever though i do love for that exact same reason though mm. because it is so simple very colorful and then it just gets it it you know sexy artsy as we like to yeah. call it is the we call it that because it does feel like you know when you cross off one but then you get to cross off another and then you get to cross off the third you're like oh my god i think hadrian's war is like the brothel of sexy artsy like yeah. it's just it's just so random honestly like it's so is huge it good? it's like it's, I, it's right one, hey. like, so it's like it's like, like it's good but you don't want to go there all the time it's like <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's, it's a know. tuesday at 3 3 p.m do i really want to go to, to, to the brothel of sexy artsy i don't know we'll find out in the space of 10 minutes ralph has told us that a couple of months ago his wife and his friends basically gang fucked him in one game and also he likes going to brothels what's going on at that end of the fucking table and there's the explicit tag for this podcast i love it all right yeah guys trying clever it is a great game it is good it's <laughs> oh, we have to get some composure again. All right, Blake, let's see, let's see your number three. Are you applauding? No, I've got the clap. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we got the giggles. Oh, here it is. All right, Blake, let's let's see if we can get some decorum back. Shall we? What do you got for number from three? From me? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Good luck. Um, <laughs> my number three is one that's already come up. Um, Ark Nova. Yeah. Stop. 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 Get your heads out of the gutter, you two. <laughs> said, Come on. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we, didn't have we, to all heard, we all heard it. Uh, yeah. Sorry, what is it? We didn't even Ark hear what you said. Ark Nova is Ark what Nova. Said. Um, Yeah, no, this game scratches all of the itches that you get when you. <laughs> Oh, that's Ralph. That's now lost, lost him. He's gone. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really interested in um, trying those expansions that um, yeah, it's just the that one, you were mentioning just the one, because yeah, um, Marine yeah, Light Boy, which one is it? Uh, is it Marine Worlds? Marine, Marine Worlds. Worlds yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, I really like Ark Nova. It, it didn't didn't take over terraforming Mars for me like a lot of other people did. I know they're different different games, but a lot of people do compare them. But mm. I do feel that Ark Nova does. It does have some really cool systems that just really yep. interplay really well with each other. Yep. Okay. They're yeah, still pretty high up there for you, Blake. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, still one of my favorite games. I, I need to play it some more, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll. Drop even, down even one place. Um, Drop down one place from last year. It was number two, but now I'm number three, but uh, we'll, see. we'll are, see what comes up. Well, let's see what your number two is right now, hey? Let's go from... Let's go into the silver medals and let's... Silver let's medal number two is Dead Reckoning. Has Dead. to be. Um, like I said, I just can't talk highly enough about this game. It's... It's fantastic. So the what, theming, the everything. It doesn't is. have a soft spot, does it? 
No. It just... It's 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 so good from the word go, and then you like it. You really do feel like the way that it plays out, as we've already spoken on the podcast, it's the way that it plays out. You can just do whatever you want, yeah. and but then sometimes you can feel like, oh my god, he's doing such a good thing, and then all of a sudden you yeah. start coming online, and everyone goes, oh my god, Matt's doing such a good thing. You just the game. It, and, the game looks as good as it plays. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, every, it just all the facets of the game just come together, and if every time that card crafting mechanic. It just stands. It stands out. It's I've never seen anything like it in another card game, but it's fantastic. Yeah, it they really is the glue that holds that game together. Yeah, the fact and that's what that's what makes the game so great, which is that you can come up with an idea for how you want to play, but mm. the card upgrades that you get really allow you to personalize your card, uh, your crew, and you really do feel like your crew has got a very specific flavor mm. about them. So. That's one of the other good things about it. All right, Matt, your number two as we close in on the uh, on, on number one for the rest of the table. Pretty sure my number one hasn't changed from last year, but this one... No, I want to hear your number two first. I'm not number one yet. Right, okay. I don't know if this if this game we have played... like I don't know when we introduced it, but Space Base is my number two. And it probably, if it weren't for my love of number one, it would certainly be my number one. Mm. It's a, it's It tickles everything. The gambling itch, the space itch, the gambling itch, <laughs> and I'm sure I've got other itches. But I was, I was just saying to Blake, like something on my bucket list to do is actually play the campaign. Mm. I had no idea there was a campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. there is. It's yeah. an expansion. There's, um, there's two different expansions for space. Yeah, one's oh, just cool. an expansion. I think it just adds more cards. But yeah. one is actually like a structured eight games, I believe. Yeah. No, I keep coming back to it online, in person. It's a lot easier online because there's so many cards you can build yeah. up. Bloody Blake got the uh, USS Armstrong victory. Oh, I can't the, believe that. He, he got it. He he saw it and he goes, do I go for it for the memes? And we went, go on. And he goes, yeah, right. So then he did. He got can't the instant paid off. win. Yeah. And he did it. So he got it. But Actually, yeah. One thing I will say, like I played this game a lot before the board game arena version. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing some cards wrong. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I do. I love Space Base. I, I, I think a lot of... There are a number of cards where, it, because of the physicality of moving everything around, you might actually subliminally not want to play them yeah, as exactly. much as yeah. you could. Yeah. When it's digitized, you're like, yeah, I'm hitting that as much as I can. It's like, what well, I don't get about it physically, the board is thick. Why yeah. isn't it a double layer board where you can slot the cards in? Yeah. <laughs> Predates double layer boards. It, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. It does, yeah. All right, we're going to move on to my number two now. Um, and. It is a game that has dropped down from my number one spot from last year, and it is Twilight Imperium mm. 4E has dropped down for me as well. Um, I still do love this game. I mean, it's sitting right behind me up there. Um, and, you know, I've bought a whole bunch of, like, expan- the expansions and, you know, fancy yeah, mats and things well, and all yeah. that stuff for it's, it. It's beautiful. It, it, yeah, it yeah. does provide something that just I love, which is that I love space epics and space sci-fi and... Um, all of that kind of stuff. And it, the, you know, granted, I haven't played it as much as you guys play it this year. I, I actually don't really enjoy playing it on Twilight Wars. I do, but I find that I need to play it in person because I need that flow yeah. of thought of the train, the train of thought that flows through the whole day. So, um, look, we've, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast and I really do love this game and can't wait to play more of it, but it, it, it can't be my number one um, for, yeah. for this I th- year. I think that's be. a lot of what I attach with this game too is that... <clears throat> That whole day of, you know, because it, it takes long to play. It's a it's an event. It's, it's an a, event yeah, game. Yeah, it exactly. really it's is. a Super Bowl game day. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think that uh, I haven't tried the online myself, but it's something that's, 
I haven't really been interested in doing because that's a lot of what I yeah I, I like about this game. Yeah. Just that whole in um, person for pretty much every game in person is better in my eyes. But yep. Ti just shines. I will yeah. say Ti is coming to Board Game Arena it at is. some point, and I don't know how I feel about it. I probably am not going to play a lot of it, but I am happy to see that. Yeah, more, I'm really keen. More people it. will have a chance to play it though because they may be able to play it online. Maybe uh, in, in my mind, it's like diplomacy. The the yeah. the interactions yeah. outside the board yeah. are what make the game good. Yeah, that's which true. diplomacy also works really well online as well. I've heard. Oh, <laughs> we've played a lot of diplomacy <laughs> online. We know it can so long as you still have that community around it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. We still so had a. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so people make the game, and I think this game is great. So, look, that's my number two. Ralph, going to move to you for your silver medal. Yeah, so on a similar note, uh, my silver medal this year is Blood on the Clock Tower. And this is, again, the people make the game. Uh, the community that um, is around this game, especially in Sydney, um, yep. is just amazing. Some Huge. beautiful people out there, more than happy to just backstab you, lie to your face, and then just go, yeah, let's play another game. Um, like, yeah, it's mm. been fantastic. Um, personally, I've been running this games monthly locally um, for over a year. And yeah, it's been great. We're seeing new people every time and we're seeing a lot of regular faces too. So yeah, really excited. And I'm going to try and keep playing this game as long as I can because every time one of those nights wrap up, I just can't wait for the next one. Yeah. yeah. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I was very skeptical before I played it the first time. Yeah. And I very much did go... Yeah, but like I'm, yeah, I like Werewolf, but I don't know how much and I'd enjoy this. Now you got had the, you were lucky enough to play one of the advanced scripts with like some madness abilities and like just some off the charts thing from the base game. Yeah, uh, I'm really glad that you got to try that and experience the game practically Boosley. in its fullest, right? Yeah, um, because it's, it's just next level. Oh, it's ridiculous! Know? Like you, you do need to know the game because yeah. once you know the game, like and I, obviously, but like you need to know what's going on because like you the, play the baseline introduction. Yeah, because you ones. need to know yeah. how to lie because you need to know how how you know roles work so that you can then lie yeah. as if you were another role. So if you don't understand how they all work, then you just be like. I don't know how I can get but away with stuff. that's where you can ask the storyteller, look, I'm bluffing this character. Yeah. Can I clarify this? Yeah. I will and say that's, that's one of my favorite things is that the yeah. storyteller is a human element and there is like, they help edit the script and do whatever you need to do. So look, I, I think it's a really good, like Blood on the Clock Tower is not in my top 10, but it's just outside. It's like number 14 oh, really? on my list. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like I went through um, and I had a look at, so that's, I, you know, that's how I really did enjoy it as well. So yeah, it, for me, it's yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Yeah, nice. look, and we played at Gubicon, and everyone at Gubicon really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, they liked it. So, yeah. yeah, love that. All right, Damien, let's hear your number two and your number one back to back. Let's go. Number and then two, we'll, we bring it to the end. Number two is the greatest Rhino Kanitsu game ever made, Tigris and Euphrates. Yeah. Um, society for a minute. No, uh, no, High Society a is a great game. Um, but Tigris and Euphrates is the best Thailand game I have ever played it remains that um, it plays great at 2, 3 and 4 um, it, like, it's just that lower play counts the strategy changes so so the game so one, one thing um, needed to mention earlier is that so the end game condition in the bag is one of two things uh, in, in the game sorry is either all the tiles in the bag are gone and the game immediately ends or there are two treasures left on the board. There are these special spaces where you can go and collect treasures. Typically, a two-player game, you're aiming, trying, you're racing for tre- treasures. Whereas at a four-player game, you are basically battling each other because you're always in each other's faces. Mm. 
My favorite thing about the game, though, is when you let massive kingdoms build up and you'll just turn up and you'll go, I'm going to drop this piece right here. You have no stake in this battle at all. have two kingdoms that you but that all of a sudden you've created chaos <laughs> you get to pick the turn order as well who's fighting who oh, yeah cool. and that could be detrimental because every battle gets resolved at the time so for instance if you have a battle that involves two different kingdoms um you as you you as the instigator you get to pick which kingdoms which, which color is fighting and, in, and who's the attacker and who's the, the defender. Because that gets resolved immediately, that could drastically change the landscape of the, of the battle because when a battle is resolved, tiles come off the board. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you've just drastically changed the landscape. While that, while that will not cause new battles to appear, it could change the way um, the two people that are involved uh, commit to the second battle. So I've, I've, I've played the game before where I've just thrown the first battle knowing very well that my tiles would come off the board. But it, what, it, what it would mean is that it would mean that for the second battle, the other person would be in a weaker position and I'd have a ton of tiles that I could use to just say, hey, you've got no chance of winning this battle. Yeah. Brilliant game. It's over in like 90 minutes, yeah. even at four players. Super simple. It's like 10 minutes to teach it. Tigers and Euphrates is brilliant, and hopefully they're getting a reprint in the next hopefully. twelve months. That's what we're, we're hoping hopefully. for. The rumors are out there that we're hoping for a reprint. So, look, if Food Chain Magnate can get a reprint or a second edition, I'm sure Tigers can get one. It's even it's yeah. just as nice. But yeah, really like. All right, let's get into the number ones. These are our top games for 2023. Demo, let's start with you. Let us see your top top game for this year. Greatest Euro ever made still remains. It is. What Terra Mystica should have been, Gaia Project, hands down. I've, like I said, I've played the game almost a hundred times now. I reckon um, I've played every single faction in that game. Yeah. I have certain factions that I pretty confident I could play with my eyes closed. You and your damn Space Federation, your landmine laying yeah. and uh, yeah. alien race every time. I'm like, yeah. no, I hate when he plays it. I suck against <laughs> it. So now, great, great game great game we've spoken about it a bunch already i'm not going to say any more about it other than um try it it's on board game arena um i'm you taught me on board game arena as well and i understood the game so yeah it's one of those ones that i I do need to give a second go around i kind of bounced the first time although i think i think we're both online and both not feeling the greatest that yeah yeah it's one of the ones i definitely need it's easier to teach in person um but i know i taught it to hamish and it was kind of funny because he went, yeah, I think, I think I've got this. I think I've got this. I said, are you sure? I said, yeah. So the second time we played it, we played it online. And he's messaging me and going, I, I, I don't <laughs> got it. No, no I, don't, I don't got this. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm, I'm good with the training wheels on. Uh, but as soon as you let the training wheels off, I'm like, what am I doing? And there's I so much. Over, there's you know? so like, much to do and so much you can do. It, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty intimidating. All right, Ralph, what's your number one? Um, I'm going to see if Damien can guess what my number one is. Oh, it's Arkham Horror. Yeah, it's Arkham Horror. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was, was going to say, I, I, had, I had Arkham Horror like many years ago and um, I basically, I played one complete cycle, the Dunwich Legacy, loved it, but I was like, oh, it's very expensive, this game, and you have to buy all the packs on their own. It was just very frustrating and I, I sold it. And maybe like 
four or five years later, just this year, I purchased it again. Um, I got played through quite a few standalones, complete cycles as well. Um, there's one more cycle I do want to play before I feel like, yeah, I've got as much as I want of it. Mm. But I'm probably always going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, um, I, I will say the new format. I don't think the new format is much cheaper, but it's certainly simpler because the new format now, what they do is that they release one box with all the campaign for a cycle. Right. And then one box with all the investigators. Right. It's Whereas, definitely value for money. Oh, it is. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But the time you spend, if you play through it once, you've already made that money. Yeah, back. Abs- abs- like, absolutely. Um, so that's board game math if ever I've heard it right there <laughs> no, no. it's like girl math except it's board game math because like each cycle has like say seven or eight games yeah yeah. yeah like I'm not going to go into the math because I'll get in trouble but, but, <laughs> but Ralph if I play this game seven times I'm practically making money exactly out of it. right but, that's um, the equivalent of it being free <laughs> exactly now but like yeah, I've <laughs> got a bunch of cards and just the creating different style of decks and Damien mentioned before like there's a great community around it online mm-hmm. and, um just see potential and he's like oh, okay this card sounds broken i want to build a deck around that and then you make it and as you play it you get experience and you make more powerful cards that complement your current deck or play style and i think the deck i'm playing in a three-player game uh with damien and another friend of mine um it's a deck that i never would build playing it myself yeah it's wild because you actually pull tokens out of the bag so that they don't affect us yeah and so the bag is essentially a dice roll against the players and i right. just like removed yeah. all the negative ones for my own detriment because my character could do nothing else but hey these guys are winning yeah. <laughs> um so like yeah it's just like the the options you have to create a great deck um you can make a deck that's full of rubbish that's yeah. more than often what happens but uh, when you can pull it off and you play through a campaign and you're winning, that's great. But also when you're losing, you're like, oh no, I've got mental trauma now. Anyways, let's move on. Um, <laughs> like, it's just such a fantastic game, honestly. Well, I will say my, my favorite card so far in the game is a rogue card called Watch This. And quite literally <laughs> the game, the, the, the way it works is that you play the card and you have to do a skill test, but you have to commit resources. And then depending on how successful you are, watch you this. get you get a multiple of those resources back. Right. Yeah. The number of times I was going, watch this! And then failed. Oh, I lost the <laughs> I love that. I love that <laughs> idea. Looking, um, just today, I was looking at some of the new cards, actually, that are in one of the newer cycles they're releasing. And it's a um, a yellow card. I can't remember. The Seeker cards. Yeah. And love it's that. essentially you attach it to an asset and instead of exhausting that asset when you use it, you exhaust this card. So you can use an asset twice in one turn. Nice. And I'm like, okay, that sounds broken. Like, and then you start shopping around the possibilities. Yeah. If only you could do like, you could do like watch yeah. this. I'm play this. No, but seriously, watch this. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun. Um, the rogues are fun. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to my number one game, uh, which is Brass Birmingham. I, I, I don't want to beat around the bush. This is, I've played it a, a lot this year. Um, and every time that I play it, I'm just like, I, every time I'm like, I need, it's my favorite. I love playing this game. It plays, we can now play it in less than two and a half hours. We played it at your 40th, Damien. We started the game at 10.30 at night and we were finished before midnight. And I, I was a bit fuzzy on that game. Like I needed to relearn a little bit as we played. Yeah, we started around the 9.30 mark, sorry, 9.30, 10 and we're finished before midnight. But I just love it. Yeah, it is great. just, yeah. Top tier, it's so good for what it offers. People like to say it's a very heavy game. The actual game itself is not that complex a game where the, the decision space is 
knowing how or trying to figure out where Damien's going, where Blake's going, what's Matt doing? He's why is he building all the links? Oh my god, he's going to score mega points again. Mechanically, it is a little bit hard to get your head around. Yes, it was very difficult to learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I think with the right teacher, I think it's oh, yeah. it, it's a fa- it's look it's a fantastic game. It's my number one. It is currently the number one ranked board game of all time on not oh, sorry on board game arena. No, board, board Game Geek, sorry, is the number one game on there. And yeah. I, so, like, we're not the only, only ones who think that. A lot of people think it as and, well. And I think, I think one of the best things about this, and Blake, need you to remember this one. I beat me the last time you played. He beat me doing Big Rail. Yeah. He, went really? big, he went Big, big rail, rail in the second act. So if you go big rail, you could only go big rail. That's, yeah. that's the secret. The, the you thing can't, is, you thing can't is, veg out and just have is, a little he bit. Is, he went big rail and he won. Yeah. There were beeps all over the place. Oh, yeah. there was beeping everywhere. Mate. It was great. It was mad. The beep beeps Seriously, all the over beeps. the place. All right, Matt. Let's hear your number one as well. Brass Birmingham. Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, for well, all of those reasons, also because uh, like from the moment that I pulled it out of the box, it's never lived in any house that I've actually owned ever since. It's only ever lived with Anthony. I've never owned my own game there. And I'm, I'm more than happy for it to live here forevermore because it always gets played. You but. you brought it here for to learn and said, yeah, keep it here because it'll probably get played. Yeah. And it has got does. played. It is the most played big box game that yeah. we own. Like we've played, I've played it 15 times or so now and recorded plays, but like our the, group. One of the things I really like about the game though, the map itself is very clever. Like it gives you just enough to to have a like. It, it, there's not. It's not overwhelming, but it's also not too confining. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you've got the right balance where yeah. you can hem yourself in really bad if you make the wrong choice, but you still have options. So yeah, that's Brass Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, I have that, played Lancaster, but the it's one that not um, as good. Damien beat me in. If memory says yeah. right, that's the one. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that is that is absolutely yeah, that the one think, that is. Yeah. I think everyone around the table has beat me in that one, haven't they? <laughs> I think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 You've also all Nia lost. You've also you've also lost. Not Damien. I don't You lost. I don't recall. Can you not include me in this? Yes, I will beat him at Race for the Galaxy. I swear to God, in 2024, it will happen. All right, and to round us off, Blake, your number one, the last game on our top ten list, hit us with it. Oh, look, I think to no one's surprise, it's Terraforming Mars. Still Terraforming Mars, yep, no surprise there. Look, it's been my favorite game since the day that I played it, and it hasn't moved from that spot. I I love this game. We played it not long ago, and same with Bryce Birmingham. We didn't need any sort of rule, review of the rules we all got in. And I think we, what, just over two hours? Not even yeah, two we hours actually played hours a two, a two, just over two game of Terraforming Mars. Now, last year you did have Ares Expedition in there as well. You did, you kind of mixed them together. Do you feel that Ares Expedition is up there as well or do you feel like it's dropped Look, out? I like Ares and I like some of the changes, especially that, you know, you pick which action you're going to take and, got that running that risk of if i don't take production then knee might not take it and then we don't produce this turn that sort of decision base i do like it but i don't see myself ever picking honestly picking and going why would i pick aries over just base terraforming mars and for me yeah i'd like Ares, but I don't think it ever gets to the table over. So it's just TFM. terraforming Mars and Prelude. You like yep. at yep. that level? Yep. Yeah, we play with Prelude as well. Got, yeah, I, I finally got my first win over Blake in terraforming Mars last <laughs> oh, game. Wow. I'm like, I finally done it. I've been chasing his tail for so long with that game, but yeah, like terraforming Mars, I do love it. Like we play with the drafting as well. You yeah, got to play with the yeah, drafting because that's where all the interaction comes from, and those moments of like. 
oh no, I can't give Ralph this card. Or it's going to Blake first. I pass it to Blake. I'm like, Blake, you cannot let Ralph have a card in that hand. And he looks at it and goes, well, you didn't take it. Maybe I don't want to take it. And it's like, ah, oh. yeah, it's yeah. so good. I, I do really, really like yeah, that. That's a good game. All right. So that is going to be coming to the end of our top 10 list. Let's read them out here. So uh, Blake, your top 10 was Cora, Decrypto, uh, June Imperium Series, Northgard Uncharted Lands, Anno 1800, Twilight 4th Edition, Ark Nova, Dead Reckoning, and Terraforming Mars. Some good games there. Damien, yours was Bus, El Grande, Mage Knight, John Company 2nd Edition, Age of Steam, Arkham Horror, uh, Living Card Game, Eclipse, Second Dawn, uh, Brass, Birmingham, Tigris, and Euphrates, and Gaia Project. His top three were interchangeable on any given night, depending on how he's feeling. Uh, Matt, yours. Whole top ten is like that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I will. I will say this is the first year I went and looked at my full like list in my top twenty, and I'm also like, oh, some of those games in my twenty yeah. could have made the list. Matt, yours were Galaxy Trucker, Hunter Teutonica, Touring Machine, Microcosmos, Tortuga, sixteen sixty seven. Star Wars, the deck building game, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea, Garnshawn Clever, Space Base, and Brass Birmingham. Ralph, yours was Spartacus, Pandemic Legacy Season 1, Clank Catacombs, Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, Ark Nova, Gloomhaven, John's Company 2nd Edition, Mage Knight, Blood on the Clock Tower, and Arkham Horror. And my top 10 was Hegemony, uh, Lead Your Class to Victory, Tigris and Euphrates, Race for the Galaxy, Ethnos, Gaia Project, Dead Reckoning, Decrypto, Hansa Teutonica, Twilight Imperium, and Brass Birmingham. Quite a few similar there, but you can kind of tell, I think there are some really good games there. So, yeah. Interesting to see if people could yeah. um, give us a bit of a theme for each of us, like to tell us who we are based on our list. Yeah, I'd love people to do that. So look, we'll have those lists. Um, we'll post them up on our Facebook page. Um, we'll also probably have a link to them in the YouTube uh, collection. I do, uh, look... Uh, do any of you have any uh, like special mentions or honorable mentions that you want to give a shout out to if you had anything planned um, uh, well, yeah I do um, so I basically had a time of like my year where I just hunkered down at home and like really didn't go out see anyone for quite a while uh, and I played a lot of Too Many Bones uh, mm. like a lot <laughs> and, uh, that game just stayed set up in the corner of the house and just played it for 10 minutes went away came back 2 hours later played it for an hour that sort of thing it was fantastic. Mm. Like I had such a great time yeah. with that game. Yeah. I love that. I've had a few. Like I'm. I just want to give a big shout out to you, Damien. Obviously for sharing your collection with us and letting us play a lot. Because a lot of these games, I'm like, oh, okay, these are really good games. I really do enjoy that. I will say that um, Blood on the Clock Tower, as I mentioned, came in at number fourteen. I was quite surprised it was as high as like that's how much yeah, I really did enjoy that. But too. also, I do want to give a big shout out to. Um, uh, Ra, which yeah. came screaming out yeah. of nowhere for that midway auction game, which is sitting just outside the top 10 around the 16, 15, 16 mark. And I, I didn't think I'd like Ra as much as I did, but goddamn, do yeah, I like that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what about you, Blake? Any, or Matt, any other mentions that you remember? Uh, look, I mean, I obviously, you know, mentioned it at the start. Um, Spartacus, if I remembered it, I'm pretty sure it would have made it somewhere on that list. Such a great um, game, isn't it? <laughs> look, I love Brass Birmingham, but I've only played it the once, and that was it good probably two to three years ago so i just don't remember enough no that's fair enough yeah i gotta play more bros and there's one game that probably look wouldn't even come close to my top 10 but it peaked enough of my interest that i just i don't know lucidity six-sided nightmares we played it the once it was i don't know if it's got the longevity to ever stay as a you know a really good game but Mm. the theming the interesting mechanics in that game and just the 
yeah, the, the decision space in that game really, really piqued my interest. I wanted to give a special mention because I really like that game. Mm. Love that. Matt, anything from you? Oh, I really liked Scout this year. That Scout. was good fun. Scout. Yeah, Scout was a... That was a, it came out of nowhere and a good theme. But I also, um, before my um, niece was born, earlier in the year, we played a number of um, Tavern Masters at home, which was a lot of fun as well. Like That's probably the, the deck builder that I, I have appreciated the most. Fantastic. Recently. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's our top 10 list for 2023 done and dusted. Uh, we've only got one more episode for season two, what we're calling that, which is going to be episode 50, and that's going to be our next episode, and that is going to be our top 10 list of the top 10 gateway games. Uh, we'll explain how that works a bit later, but essentially we're all going to select some games and we're going to do some ranking, and then through the magic of uh, you know ranking them and giving them some mathematical values, we're going to be having our top 10 gateway games for this year. You'll see how that works in the next episode. But until then, we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Ciao. Thank you.